Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the COVID death toll crossed 4 million worldwide. If you're a fan of round numbers, that is significant. Thanks, China. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Dazak. Thanks, mainstream media, for covering for them. I think I've mentioned on the air this podcast, China Uncensored. Is that what it's called? Let me look that up for sure, because they should they, they deserve a shout-out. I listen to them all the time. Ah, my phone updated last night, so I can't access it in the same way that I accessed it before. I, lo- I love it when Apple, without my knowledge or compliance or clicking OK, updates all my saf- software so everything is different the next day. What? Why? Why don't you let me make that decision? Anyway, China Unscripted is what it's called. Podcast China Unscripted. It's the best podcast on China that I've come across. Really like it. It's often very long, like multiple hours long, but they have on different experts. Anyway, they refer to it as the CCP virus, which I really like. The CCP virus. The That's communist, racist. That's the, racist. The Communist Party of China virus. But anyway, uh, man-made created disaster now crossed four million people dead on uh, planet earth 600,000 in america and there's a new variant if you're into scariants what's the latest scary uh my phone's almost useless now <laughs> until i figure out all the new tricks on how to use it the lambda uh variant that i mentioned yesterday oh, you're behind the times no it's the epsilon the california epsilon strain Oh, tell me more. Is the one that they say may be evading vaccines. That's according to researchers at the University of Washington and San Francisco-based Virology Biotechnology Laboratory, uh, which looked at this, and they say that the current shot's effectiveness could be reduced by 50 to 70% against the Epsilon strain, according to their initial studies. Now, there have been other initial studies going back to other strains that looked that way, and then, no, it's okay. The the vaccine works fine against them. And my guess would be that's what happens here, too. But their initial studies say might not be as, you know, if the vaccine's half as effective against this strain, that would be bad. That would be oh, yeah. really bad. I'm retreating from life. Actually, yeah. If, if, if they conclusively said, yeah, your vaccine is half as effective against this one, we're back to masks and things being closed, right? Like yeah, I'm overnight? sorry, that sounded like a suicide threat. I'm not retreating from life. I'm retreating from my brand new old style life of going out and hanging with and, people. And, and uh, before you, and I know some of you texters think we're part of the crowd that's trying to scare oh, everybody. We're not, up. and you can shut up and, and shove it up you. But um, if that happened, if they announced, we're pretty conclusive here, we've done enough tests, the vaccines are about half as effective on this. Overnight, we're back to last summer, aren't we? Masks. Places closed until we get a handle on this, I would think. Yeah, I would it, think so, especially because the old would be re vulnerabilized. Well, it'd be significantly worse than the last strain. Well, you'd have to do the math on this. So vaccines are fifty percent as effect as effective, but it spreads much faster than the original variant that had us hunkered down. So right. I, I I think we'd be back to square one. Oh, boy, what would that do to us mentally, emotionally? If all of a sudden, okay, we're back down to nobody's going to work, no school, no camps, all the camps are canceled, vacation plans canceled, hotels empty, restaurants closed, masks everywhere, 
Well, and probably God. schools shut down again. And if, God help us, there is a strain that emerges that is more dangerous for children, schools oh, perhaps will yeah. be closed with some legitimacy. Depends. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to go too far down the road of what if this, you know, what if what if T-Rexes come back to life and land from Mars? That would be really bad. Well, that um, would suck. But. I mean, imagine the carnage. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't want to get into the scariant game. I mean, it's so frequently, you know, abused these days. There's a there's a clever nickname for it. But at the same time, I mean, it is a legitimate concern that the thing mutates to the point that um, it it evades the vaccine. Hope not. Coming up, a segment I'm going to call "Unusual Sources," in which we will quote at length a Democratic senator, who I think is very smart and very wise, and. A banjo player. We are going to read extensively from the statement of a banjo player. Some of the most eloquent stuff I've read in recent weeks. Uh, it's the guy from Mumford and Sons. Oh, who, who's who explaining quit. why he's leaving the band? He quit because he tweeted something, and his other bandmates got mad at him, and he Not apologized. Exactly. No, no, it's a lot more complicated than that. Okay. Um, we'll tell you the tale, but it is absolutely a a tale of woe from the vicious uh, cancel culture. Okay, well, that, but that was the story we all heard, right? He tweeted something, his bandmates got mad, and then he quit. So that's the story that's in everybody's head, and you've got an update on that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The way I took the story was this bandmate caught hell, um, which is a little more uh, accurate. But anyway, because yeah. Because we'll, they we'll were tell you playing with a guy who wasn't on the right team? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, he was a, he was a, it's a savage, a, a, a caveman, a Trump supporter, a fascist. He's a fascist. You're a fascist. Well, these are odd times. You can't yeah. just say, um, uh, we hired him to be a banjo pair because he, he plays a banjo good enough to be and in his band. And he sings pretty. Yeah. And he sings and we get along with him. So that's, I don't really think much about his political beliefs. So no. enjoy our music or don't. It's funny that there are more reactions like that. Right. And you're going to say this as they drag you out in the street and beat you with their little fists because they're <laughs> such brutes. Oh, which, uh, speaking of that sort of thing, um, uh, Donald J is, uh, well, go ahead. Play clip 24 us there, Alex. Would you please? This is a. It will be a pivotal battle in the defense of the First Amendment. And in the end, I am confident that we will achieve a historic victory for American freedom. This will be, I think, will go down as the biggest class action ever filed because thousands of people want to join. So there are very few legal commentators that think that uh, Donald J. will success, be successful in suing the, the uh, social media people. Uh, and, and that may be true, but uh, the fabulous Matt Taibbi wrote a long piece. Of course, everything he writes is long. I mean, if he th- tells his wife, I'll be home a little late tonight, sweetheart, it runs to like 10 pages. Anyway, uh, he wrote this great piece pointing out uh, and quoting all sorts of uh, social media and web companies saying, we're not doing this uh, because of our needs. We're being notified by government agencies that these posts are outside of uh, what is acceptable. And Taibbi is making the case that what's happening is the government is in a very thinly veiled way farming out violations of the First Amendment mm. to private companies while telling the companies, and you will enforce this infringement of the First Amendment or we'll regulate you to death. That's interesting. Yeah. That's that's pretty interesting, and that's that's what's happening. 
Yeah, it is. He, he makes a hell of a good case, and I think maybe we'll go big on this tomorrow. Okay. I want to reread it, make sure I comprehend it. Uh, but uh, a banjo player and Kirsten Cinema, Democratic uh, senator, coming up in moments. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mumford and Son tune. The my, my kids loved this song back when they were little. Play this uh, all the time. I love this song now. My kids and it features the banjo stylings of one Winston Marshall. Go on. My kids, well, both my kids are supposed to be going to Disneyland this weekend for the first time in their life with mom. Uh, which, you know, that's its own story. But um, only one's going. One is not going. A lot of angst in our home. A lot of drama. Oh, boy. Really rough. So... One kid gets to go to Disneyland, other doesn't. Oh, oh boy. That's, that's a tough one, man. Yikes. Yikes. One. Parenting so, is uh, st- stressful. You ever notice that? Uh, it's funny. Uh, we just uh, sailed through it with uh, no problems whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Never a, is this the right decision? This could have a lasting Im- impact for the rest of their lives. Blah, blah, blah. Not that I recall. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, my brother's been in town for the last week and uh, talking about uh, that very thing, his kids and the challenges and all. It's something. It's something. But it's an amazing journey. Uh, so back to Winston Marshall, the uh, banjo player from Mumford & Sons. Perhaps you followed the story. He explains in in an incredibly A, literate, and B, uh, revealing piece that he published somewhere. In I, A, I think on own... parentheses, literate is what you meant. Yeah. Okay, it, when, yeah, A, literate. When you said B, it, I thought it, was like revealing. You, I thought it was like you're saying atheist. No. <laughs> like illiterate, like not literate? No, indeed. Okay. No, no. It's it's quite literate. Okay. Uh, and it's moving. A banjo player it, that can read is what you're saying. I know. I know. Most of them poop in their own cereal bowl. I mean, <laughs> banjo players. Wow, rough crowd. Well, you heard about the banjo player. He had his banjo in the backseat of his car, and he, he walked. He got two blocks away, and he realized his car was unlocked, and he ran back as fast as he could. But when he got back to his unlocked car, too late. There was a second banjo in there. <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes. Anyway, uh, so uh, he des- he describes how much he loved being in the band. And then he says, who in the right mind would willingly walk away from this? Turns out I would. And then he he tells the story. At the beginning of March, I tweeted to American journalist Andy No, author of the New York Times bestseller Unmasked. Congratulations. Uh, finally had time to read your important book. You're a brave man. Posting about books had been a theme of my social media throughout the pandemic. I believe this tweet to be as innocuous as the others. How wrong I turned out to be. Mm. Over the course of 24 hours, it was trending with tens of thousands of angry retweets and comments. I failed to foresee that my tens, commenting on a slow, book... Slow, slow down that for just a second. Just because that, that, that's, uh, that's making me sweat and the hair on the back of my neck stand out. Okay. Just because uh, we, we well, you were in a different situation than just th- those of you in the regular world, but even those of you in the regular world where you aren't, you know, in the media eye, that can happen to anybody at any time. Doesn't matter if you're the secretary at an office place in a corporate park or us, you, you get the attention of the right person or wrong person, depending on how you look at it, on Twitter, and it trends and it takes off and you have tens of thousands of people angry at you well one of the overnight you wake up to that in the morning canceled canceled 
one of the hallmarks of woke culture is that you show your righteousness by how viciously you condemn others who've uh, fallen afoul of political correctness. But at any rate, so um, I failed to see that my commenting on a book critical of the far left could be interpreted as approval of the equally abhorrent far right. Nothing could be further from the truth. Thirteen members of my family were murdered in the concentration camps of the Holocaust, uh, etc. To call me a fascist was ludicrous beyond belief. I've had plenty of abuse over the years. I'm a banjo player, after all. But this was another level. Um, and then he talks about uh, what happened with his bandmates. Despite being four individuals, we were, in the eyes of the public, a unity. Furthermore, it's our singer's name on the tin. That name was being dragged through some pretty ugly accusations as a result of my tweet. The distress brought to them and their families that weekend, I regret very much. I remain sincerely sorry for that. Unintentionally, I'd pulled them into an incredibly divisive issue. Emotions were high, but they told me they wanted me to stay with the band. I made an apology, agreed to take a temporary step back. Rather predictably, another viral mob came after me, this time for the sin of apologizing. Then followed libelous articles calling me right-wing and such. Then he goes into his politics, which he says are really a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, no way. Being, yeah, I know. Being labeled erroneously just goes to show how binary political discourse has become. I had criticized the left, so I must be the right, or so their logic goes. So why did I apologize, he writes. And then he quotes for the first of two times Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Rub your eyes and purify your heart and prize above all else in the world those who love you and who wish you well. In the mania of the moment, I was desperate to protect my bandmates. The hornet's nest that I had unwittingly hit had unleashed a black-hearted swarm on them and their families. I didn't want them to suffer for my actions. They were my priority. Secondly, I was sincerely open to the fact that maybe I did not know something about the author or his work. Churchill once said, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. So I listened. I've spent much time reflecting, reading, and listening. The truth is that my commenting on a book that documents the extreme far left in their activities is in no way an endorsement of the equally repugnant far right. The truth is that reporting on extremism at the great risk of endangering oneself is unquestionably brave. I also feel that my previous apology in a small way participates in the lie that such extremism Mm. does not exist, or worse, is a force for good. So why leave the band? Well, on the eve of his leaving to the West, Solzhenitsyn published an essay titled Live Not By Lies. I have read it many times now since the incident in March. It still profoundly stirs me. And I quote Solzhenitsyn. And he was not sufficiently courageous to defend his soul. Don't let him be proud of his progressive views. Don't let him boast that he is an academician or a people's artist, a distinguished figure or a general. Let him say to your... Let him say to himself, I am a part of the herd and a coward. It's all the same to me as long as I'm fed and kept warm. For me to speak about what I've learned to be such a controversial issue will inevitably bring my bandmates more trouble. My love, loyalty, and accountability to them cannot permit that. I could remain and continue to self-censor, but it will erode my sense of integrity, not my conscience. I've already felt that beginning. The only way forward for me is to leave the band. Uh, and he hopes to spare them the suffering, and he loves them and wishes them well. I will continue my work with Hong Kong Link Up, and I look forward to creative projects as well as speaking and writing on a variety of issues, challenging as they may be. In short, I will not be silent. So, what you know? It's interesting. A lot of that language he was using there about the you know the 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 army of hate coming at them and the, what they would have to put up with. What happens if you just ignore it, though? What happens if you just ignore it? 
I don't think enough people try it. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You look at Governor Cuomo. He just ignored it. I mean, he was on his heels for how many weeks there? The COVID numbers and the sexual harassment. Just day after day after day, people came out, and he just ignored it. And then finally, people just moved on, and now he still got his job. Oh, right, and he deserved everything he got. You know, I think part of it, and I know this because I follow, uh, I've stopped following, honestly, several musicians who I admire on Twitter because they're just about really bitter, one-sided politics. I think in Mumford & Sons' world, everybody is pretty far left, and everybody assumes everybody else is pretty far left. And to find out that that somebody has uh, even moderate views, people who they love and work with and depend on react as if they found out that, that he's a child rapist. And they really react that way. They just go berserk. So guys like us that are used to the slings and arrows of controversy, you know, I don't give a damn honestly what people think of me if they don't like my beliefs but to somebody like him and his bandmates it's just so shocking i I don't think they can get far enough outside of it to strategize logically about how to react to it you know what i mean if you're in a if you're in a band and you're surrounded by people that uh, you you only have conversations where you all agree nodding in agreement with each other you never ever ever run into anybody or, or have anybody around you uh who doesn't agree with you and so yeah it would be pretty yeah, shocking well, there are a couple of guys in particular I'm thinking of who are wonderful musicians, great creative artists. But, I mean, if Karl Marx were in the room with them, he'd say, whoa, ease up. You're way too far left for me. But nobody ever says anything to them. But that's a little way out there. So the ship just drifts farther and farther to the left. i got to admit, if I'm just singing a love song, I don't need any political hate thrown my way. I just, I'm just singing about a girl. All right? It just, what, what, what's going on? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Go ahead and bring whatever you have with your name on it. If you have a picture of your ID on your phone, sorry, that doesn't help. We can't use it. You could bring a debit card, credit card, certificate, prescription, two forms or something like that with your name on it. If you have absolutely nothing and you can't provide us anything, come early because you have to go through a system so we could verify your identity. That's interesting. It's TSA explaining if you don't have your normal driver's license ID, other things that will work. I would have assumed that you're just out of luck, either your passport or your driver's license. Yeah, me too. Um, but you can bring like a debit card and a credit card with your name on it? Really? So you go to the uh, cash machine, you take out 400 bucks, you give it to the TSA guy, he'll, he'll let you through. That's the way it works. So you hit somebody on the head, you take their wallet, you got their debit card and their credit card, you toss the driver's license because you don't look like them. And you buy the ticket with that credit card, and uh, you fly as a different person. Okay. Well, just uh, I thought the whole, I thought uh, I thought the whole point was picture IDs. You know, making sure you are who you say you are. There's yeah, no picture ID with a credit card and a debit card. Yeah, I don't know. The I mean, airplanes would probably squeal if you know. Well, it's all security theater anyway. It's all crap. I God, I hate flying. I tweeted out the other day, there's nothing about flying. Not one thing about the experience I like. I mean, the fact that you're there faster than driving is an upside, but it's, for me, it's not even close to worth the freaking hassle of all of it. And all the, just, it's all, all sucks. But anyway, somebody responded to the, um, 
responded to my tweet with, name one thing that's gotten better since the 80s or 90s with flying. And I thought, you're right. Everything oh. has gotten worse. Everything. Other than the ability to have your own entertainment with you. That's the only thing that's improved. And they're a lot better at detecting wind shears that would slap your plane out of the sky and kill you. Well, that was That's a, improved. Okay. That's gone from a one in a quintillion chance to a one in a half a quintillion chance. So That's what I'm saying. Um, a couple of things I want to run through here. Just got a bunch of different things. Jonathan Swan agrees with somebody who emailed us earlier in saying that uh, this is about Tucker Carlson and whether or not the NSA was spying on him. Jonathan Swan of Axios, an NSA spokesman, declined to comment and referred Axios back to the agency's earlier carefully worded statement. In other words, the NSA is denying the targeting of Carlson, but is not denying that his communications may have been incidentally collected. Yeah, because there are lots of ways by which they end up reading emails that are not of targets. So that, yeah, that was very lawyerly. I believe the government looks at everything or has access to look at it. Well, that's what Snowden told us years ago, and I don't have any reason to think it's not still true. If they want to look at your stuff, they do, whenever they want. And it, and it can be fairly low-level people that just make that decision. And there's no accountability. No accountability whatsoever. If you just decide, you know, I, I think that guy's attractive. I wonder if he's got a girlfriend. You know, you access their stuff. That's what Snowden said, and I, mm-hmm. and I don't have any reason to think it's not still the same way. Uh, COVID thing. 42% of people who had COVID don't know that they had COVID, according to a large study. Now, the study was done in Germany, but it was a very large study. I don't know if the numbers would be the same in the United States or not, but at least for their large study in Europe, 42% of people who had COVID don't know they had it. So that would mean that, one, the mortality rate from COVID is way lower than we thought, and two, there's a lot more immunity out there than we thought. Uh, U.S. job openings held at a record level, headed ending into the summer. We still have a record 9.2 million open jobs. 9.2 million. That's amazing. Well, there's a help wanted sign every dang place you go. And uh, I can uh, tell you this from experience, well, really for the past year, but even more recently than that, that things aren't going that well. In the whole hotel restaurant industry, because they don't have enough people, and oh, they, yeah. it just it just ain't that good. You're it, it takes longer. Your orders wrong more often. It just uh, everything it's just not very good. I well, stayed at a very expensive hotel, and man, the lines they had for everything because they just didn't have enough employees to check people in, get people through the restaurant, hand out towels, whatever it was. There just weren't enough people. I mean, the wow. lines were crazy. Yeah, I was just reading about a bunch of restaurants still can't be open the six days a week they usually were, seven. They're, they're doing like four days or, or shortened hours, that sort of thing. They just can't find people. I try and to, it's not like the pandemic's been going on for 15 years. No, I try to cut restaurants and hotels and everywhere some slack because I realize they don't have all the people that they want to hire. But at the same time, I'm paying the same price. And, uh, you know, how about, uh, how about I get what I ordered? Or sometime yeah. today, maybe. Um, I mentioned the Wall Street Journal long article about is this the summer the men's tank top makes a comeback? They say it is. I have noticed this. I haven't seen that many tank tops, but I have noticed the short shorts on men. Shorts have gone back to pre-Michael Jordan for a lot of your hipsters, and I'm sure that will catch on. You know, it'll take a year or so before it gets to everybody else where men are wearing short shorts again. 
Well, as an old guy, I have this right. I have rejected, I will reject this trend. I will pay whatever it takes to get 11-inch inseams in my shorts. The tops of my knees will be touched and or covered by my shorts for the rest of my living days. I wear pants like a grown-up, but that's just another way to handle it. Uh, The Tokyo Olympics will not have spectators in the stands, they announced today, because of their COVID emergency. So nobody in the crowd there and some business reporting that sponsors are pulling out of the Olympics because they just don't think there's, they're going to get the bang from the buck for their buck. Wow. Wow. Um, I've never had an Olympics approach and so little anticipation personally or anybody I know. There is I have not had a single conversation where somebody says I'm excited about the Olympics. This is a uh, tweet from Tom Bevan of Real Clear Politics about a New York Times headline. The headline was this, states and cities scramble to spend $350 billion windfall. States and cities got so much stimulus money, they're scrambling to try to figure out how to spend it. Tom Bevan of Real Clear Politics tweeted, fighting homelessness, job training programs, helping the fishing industry, subsidizing NASCAR, Launching a UBI pilot program, whatever that is. Not a single example in this story in the New York Times cites using Recovery Act funds to bolster police forces, with crime being the number one issue in the country. Mm. That's kind of interesting. Wow, Tom, good observation. Yeah. Um, Well, and and cops retiring and quitting in in droves. Uh, I'm not as interested in that as I was before. Oh, this is a good one. U.S. death rates are falling for many types of cancer. Good news on the fighting cancer front. So we're starting to get a handle on a lot of things like lung cancer, melanoma, some of your really bad cancers. But America's collective lack of exercise and poor diet has driven an increase in a bunch of the other kinds of cancers, including pancreatic and breast cancer, that uh, had been uh, further down. So it's kind of a net wash or loss for humanity although at least you have some control over this at least you you can affect this i remember when i got cancer i remember at that time reading an article in the wall street journal that said the number one factor in getting cancer is bad luck because there are just so many variables out there we still don't even know so bad luck is number one but uh if diet and exercise start contributing more and more and more at least you can control that somewhat yeah, yeah, man, I have to get back on the horse. Not that I have a horse, but, I mean, I have to get back to exercising regularly. I just haven't been. What's your you know, exercise we were on vacation and, and the family was in. You know, I've been an elliptical guy, but I've kind of gone, it's, it, that's it, mostly. So the fancy uh, hotel I stayed at that I mentioned that didn't have as good a service as it should for what it cost, but it's probably because they couldn't hire enough people. Um their gym was freaking amazing. I've never had a hotel gym that was like this. It was like it was like when you see pictures of a a big college football program or something like that. It was just incredible. But anyway, they had a an electric stair machine. That, oh yeah, that those I, are cool. I'd never been on one of those before, and my kids really liked it. It was just constantly turning stairs. So instead of going outside and running upstairs, you're just running these stairs, and you could change the speed or the distance between the stairs and all that sort of thing. I'll bet that thing, if you buy a good one, is really expensive. Yeah, could be. You know, uh, I'm not undermining any sponsors here, am I? Uh, you can buy used exercise equipment. Used is uh, way to go. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I, this the uh, my uh, elliptical. Gosh, I bought a decade ago. Might even be more. 
And it still runs great. But the quality varies a lot. I've had cheap exercise oh, sure. equipment, and I've had the expensive kind. The quality varies a lot. I mean, the the $180 elliptical you get is not going to last for it. Oh, no. 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 You, I gotta, got a, you know, you get what you pay for. I got a great one that I got. It was from a gym. Uh, they were selling it. So it was at, like, a, you know, a, a, a fitness place. So it was, I looked it up once, new. It was like $5,000. I bought it used on Craigslist for $500. I have spent a total of, how long have I had that thing? Probably longer than I realize. Ten years have I had it my whole kid's life? Yeah, I think so. In ten years, I've probably had a cumulative total of eight minutes on the thing. Mm. (laughs) Per minute, that's pretty steep in spite of the bargain. (laughs) So that's not even a minute a year on average? So it's even though more I expensive a than of, a Las Vegas prostitute, that thing per minute. So you might say, Jack, maybe you should have just bought the cheap, crappy one that falls apart, since it probably would have stayed together, <laughs> being on it eight minutes in ten years as a clothing rack. Yes. <laughs> the key wow. with the, last time I had it moved, which was fairly recently, as I moved into my rental house, guy who moved it in as a as a friend of mine who runs this uh, moving company, and I said. What do you think the over-under is on when I actually get on that thing? And he said, nah, I'm not liking your chances. <laughs> you know what? The, the, it weighs the, as much as a car. It takes like five. So not only have I paid $500 to buy it in the first place, each time I've moved it, I've probably paid $500 because somebody's got to bring a truck with a lift and a whole bunch of dudes and straps and everything. The next generation exercise equipment has got to have AI, artificial intelligence, where you know, you're sitting there with a bowl of popcorn in your lap watching TV and Comes up behind you, hey, slaps you in the back of the head, get on me now. What? Get on me now. No, I want to watch TV. It whacks you in the back of the head again. (laughs) I say this every time. Put on your shorts, idiot. I'll say it again to remind myself, because I was actually eyeballing a piece of exercise equipment the other day. And I said to myself, what I always say on the air, how about this? Use your floor for two weeks. See if you can keep it up for two weeks using your floor. Either push-ups, sit-ups, deep knee bends, whatever it is. If you can't do that for the next two weeks, don't waste your freaking money on a gym membership or another piece of exercise equipment because you don't have whatever it takes, at least now, to make yourself exercise. Don't pretend, I'm saying this to myself, don't pretend that if you just had the right gear, if you had those clothes, if you had those shoes, all of a sudden you're going to start being motivated to exercise because it's a lie. Oh, yeah. 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 If I had that software, I'd actually write that novel I've been thinking about for 15 years. The ability to delude oneself is absolutely amazing. Gets me through the day. <laughs> Um, if you haven't heard the hot new song that's all about getting the vaccination, we've got that for you. I mean, it's it's you're going to hear it at the club this weekend. You going to the club? I assume you're going to the club. <laughs> Not unless my new exercise equipment berates me and makes me. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you want to get sticky and hot, go, 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 get the shot. If you want to smash some dude named Scott, go, 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 get the shot. Go, get the shot, go, go, get the shot. Did she say go get the shot if you want to smash some dude named Scott? Smash, smash with Scott. Is that like a sexual reference? I can't tell. Smashing sex, Alex? Uh, that would be correct. 
Okay. Ah, the lingo of the young. Ever-changing. <laughs> Fascinating. I did not know the vernacular of the day, so I could not take in that work of art properly. Yeah, hook up. I still use hook up, and sometimes my kids laugh at me. We ought to hook up later. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> and what are you supposed to do? Oh, okay. Well, I got yeah. you, got you. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Keep language the same. That's what I say. <laughs> no changes. Let's all just agree on it and not change it. I think. I mean, if something gets invented, then you can use a new word. Thou art correct. <laughs> exactly. People have been fornicating since the dawn of man. There's no reason to invent new terms for it. There's just no need. You know, I got a little uh, bonus mailbag here, and this it's, it's amazing. Jack just came across yet another edition of the story. This University of California at San Diego uh, unleashed a study that shows people are not fleeing the Golden State. They still believe in the California. And it's just the study shows anything but that. Even the guy behind it thinks it shows that. There's like 30% of the people who are desperate to leave, but because that trend hasn't changed in the last year or two years, he says, well, there's no trend. That happens okay. a lot, by the way. You should keep your eye out for it, where the headline is the opposite of what the story is. So sometimes it's worth reading the story because the story is the opposite. Yeah. Well, Bob just wrote us a note. Uh, he said uh, he's been listening for 20 years. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate that. Um, I've been in the moving industry for over 40 years. Yes, people are leaving in droves. And as a mover, I'm loving it. Our business is more than double what it was a year ago. And thanks to government giving out money, we don't have enough labor to cover all the work. We're booked up through the summer and into October. And the rental companies are charging what they charge because they can't get their trucks back. Someone moving from San Francisco to Boise isn't going to turn around and drive their truck back to San Francisco. And nobody's moving from Boise to San Francisco, et cetera, et cetera. He says, absolutely, people are fleeing. Well, who are you going to ask, an academic or a guy who runs moving trucks? Or us, Armstrong and Getty, who have endorsed a whole bunch of different real estate people because we're on in different cities. And the real estate groups only handle, you know, that city. We do different places different towns and every single one that we do in california focuses on people moving out of state because right. we, and they're not doing that because they're stupid businessmen they're fishing where the fish are there are some women too jack business people what the massage i mean the secretaries no <laughs> wow wow Anyway, uh, it's just amazing the extent to which the media and, and again, the, 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 the numbskull in charge of the, the, the research himself will put a wild, wildly misleading headline on something. And people drive by. Oh, interesting. People aren't leaving California, honey. Oh, yeah. OK. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue like, your humble patients pray gently to hear, kindly to judge the final thoughts. Of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts. His name is Joe Getty. Thank you, Jack. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control room. Michael, what's your final thought? Yeah, if you dug up the landfills across the country, you would find a lot of used exercise equipment out there. Oh, so yeah. Buy used, never buy new, because you probably won't use it anyway. Good point. Jack, a final thought to share with uh, the folks? I'll just follow up on that. Yeah, so uh, ten, I was just looking at an archaeological discovery in in Jerusalem there, digging under your ground. They found another thing, Temple Mount, blah, blah, blah. Really cool stuff. But 10,000 years from now, they'll be digging down and they'll find all this exercise equipment. They'll think, man, that 
the people that lived at that time must have exercised like crazy. I mean, they were really into fitness. Look at how much exercise equipment and spandex and shoes. They must have been the most fit people ever on the planet. We have solid evidence that 21st century America was incredibly fit. (laughs) Obesity was unknown. Uh, My final thought is going to be to quote a banjo player quoting Solzhenitsyn. I love this quote. And he was not sufficiently courageous to defend his soul. Don't let him be proud of his progressive views. Don't let him boast that he is an academician or a people's artist, a distinguished figure or a general. Let him say to himself, I am part of the herd and a coward. It's all the same to me as long as I'm fed and kept warm. Have the courage to defend your beliefs, my friends. There's a whole lot better chance that the people around you agree than you think. Don't be cowed into silence. Hmm. There you go. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people have thanked so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have a lot of great clicks under hot links for you. You can email us if there's something we ought to be talking about. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have some really good A&G swag t-shirts. Get yourself an I'm vaxxed, no mask t-shirt while they last. Yeah, and you know, I get a thumbs up or a nod almost every time I wear my t-shirt that says I'm vaxxed, no mask. So it's a popular one. Or if you're, you know, swinging the other way, the masks are really comfortable. Or get the set. That's weird. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Yeah, go to armstrongandgetty.com for all that, including the podcast. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. My word for today is... Halfsies. (laughs) Worst episode ever. I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. It's just the way it is. You can look at it. Half cup full, half cup empty. And boom goes the dynamite. Winner. So let's go out with a bang. Wait a second. (laughs) I'm going to switch back over to Judge Judy if you're going to talk all this fancy talk. (laughs) On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.